show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but we take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And in this episode, we'll visit the world of the terrorists. Mm. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Because it's an episode about tarot readings. But first, we've got a shout out to donor Richard Bennett of Scotts Valley, California. Woohoo! Richard Bennett! Woohoo! Tarot cards, huh? Tarot cards. You keep saying tarot. Is there tarot. a proper way to say it? I don't know. You know, my best friend, Claire, she grew up Wiccan, and she used a lot of tarot cards, and she always said tarot. So okay. I'm following in her footsteps, but she could just be bluffing me. I don't know. So tarot actually dates back as far as the first century, um, according to historians, although we don't actually have the cards from way back then, but apparently there's evidence of them having really? used them at that time. Okay. That seems impossible, now that I say it out loud. Like, what were they even doing in the first century? They were doing lots of stuff. I mean, Cleopatra had already reigned, and Alexander the Great was long in his grave 300 years. I mean, they were doing plenty I of that like kind of stuff. I think that the first century, they were mostly just like, whoa, we exist? What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. No? Okay. No, history goes back way before that. So it was originally a card game, but it quickly became used as a fortune-telling trick. Okay. And at first, people knew it was a trick, you know, you hmm. like, did it to quote-unquote tell fortunes, but people kind of knew they were being fooled. Oh, people start taking things too seriously very quickly. Uh, probably the practitioner would say, like, well, you know, quickly people learned that it wasn't a trick, that there was something behind right, it. Right, You know, they right. were noticing real things happening. That's right. Maybe it works. Only one way to find out. Right. So, so Ross, when you go in for a tarot sitting, mm -hmm. what exactly does a tarot reader do for you? Usually, you know, they've got their deck of tarot cards. Mm -hmm. They shuffle them up for you, or they have you shuffle them if they're okay. feeling particularly generous. And they lay them out in a grid pattern. It seemed that every reader we had had a different type of pattern that okay. they use. So I don't know if there's a standard one mm -hmm. or not. Yeah, usually there's some way of having you interact with the cards. At right, least. so then the sitter is kind of putting his or her energy into the cards as they deal them, right? Yeah. And um, and then laying it out in the specific order that sort of gives the reader messages from the spirits or from their own intuition about what's going on in your life. One interesting thing that um, our old pal James Randi pointed out is that even if the sitter deals her own cards several times, mm -hmm. they always come up different. And, and this is sort of excused away by practitioners by saying, well, you know, your fortune changes from minute to minute mm -hmm. and your future changes quite drastically from minute to minute. James Randi pointed out, well, this seems to mean that you'd have to get readings every second of your life to have any right. be actually predictive. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Good point. So we wanted to go and check it out for ourselves. Yes. Like we do. I'd never gotten a tarot reading before. I had gotten one. Oh, really? Okay. But years ago. You know, I do own a tarot deck. Oh, I see it. Which I bought a number of years ago from an occult store in Santa Cruz. I'm opening it up. That's that sound. It is the Golden Tarot of the Renaissance. Quite beautiful cards. Actually, I was having a really hard time choosing which deck I wanted because they were just all so pretty. Uh, but this has these great illustrations and like this gold foil. Here, I'll pass them along to you. Yeah, we'll take a picture. Check them out. So they all have different pictures on them. I suppose most of our listeners have probably seen tarot cards at some point or another. And there but, is some beautiful artwork on them. Yeah, you know. and you know, it seems like they vary from deck to deck. Some will be very simple, just have a little line drawing or something right. on it. 
And then yours here, which we'll have a picture of on our Facebook page, are quite ornate. They have like gold backings and they have sort of a medieval style art on them. Seems like uh, you know everybody interested in these subjects should have their own tarot deck because there's so many, well, A, so many great pieces of art out there. But it's yeah. a great conversation piece. Yeah. And that's really all I've ever used this for is just kind of look through. But I don't, I don't really know the traditional meanings of any of these things. I don't know what the Knight of Pentacles means or the... I don't know, wands card. They have like different languages here, I guess. The Queen of Wands, the Schwerter. Yeah, I don't know what these things are. Yeah, you don't know what any of those are. Queen of, do you? That's what I'm, no, that's what I'm concluding here from the Knave of you Swords. You read off the names, though. Okay, fine. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I'd never done this, so this was a new experience for me. Yeah, I was... and I, I had only gone once, and I had a really bad experience in New York where a woman, I, I wish I hadn't fallen for this, but I was very young. She, she kind of tripped tricked me into paying her $75 instead of $30. Oh, no. Yeah. And and then told me that my chakras were all out of alignment. She needed to do a $300 chakra realignment. Oh, she and went straight for... Yeah, I think she knew because I was out of town. She saw you were a mark. Okay. Yeah, she knew that I was very nice and that and that I was from out of town. But <laughs> it was very funny because I said, well, I don't, I don't have $300. Mm-hmm. I literally can't give you $300. And she said, "What? how much and do she, you have? No, she... Well, yes, I think she did. And then she was like, you have it in the bank. And I was like, sure, but I don't have it on me. Like a mugger. She's a mugger. And then she said to go down the street to the ATM around the corner and get it. Awful. But here's where it gets great. Then she's like, and while you're there, I need paper towels. And she gives me a $5 bill. And I took Uh, it and I ran. So I got a $5 discount off my $75 reading. The nerve of that lady. So she'd originally advertised a $30 reading and then somehow she'd bumped it up. Yeah, and then said, oh, that's for like this length of reading and I actually did it double for you. Did you misunderstand? That kind of thing. Oh, terrible. It was too nice Okay, so not a scrupulous woman. But anyway, of course, that's only one example. Uh, I was excited to go again. So Mm -hmm. we found a place nearby that was much more reasonably priced. Yeah. It was uh, $20 for 15 minutes. Right. $30 for 30 minutes. We thought that was a pretty sweet price point they had some higher ones you could do as well but we thought that would be good enough you know you get a 30 minute reading i get a 30 minute reading right so the place that we went they had all the different practitioners pictures up on the wall and we could pick between them which Uh was pretty fun on its own right yeah they've got these little bios and i guess these sheets are kind of interchangeable because they'll every night change it depending on who's there and ready to do readings Mm -hmm. so this person's a clairaudient a clairvoyant and a lot of them did pet readings right animals and so only some of them would say that they did tarot readings and then we asked if we could sit in on each other's readings right and that actually limited our options somewhat oh yeah because some of the readers don't like to have someone else in the room because they say that the energy of that third person will interfere with them trying to read the energy of the sitter right so i picked the only man Yes, that's right. Lots of women represented on these boards. So you wanted a guy. I wanted a guy, so I went with, with Sean. Mm-hmm. And he came and, and got us, and he did warn us, okay, well, your friend can come if he wants to, but he might mess up the reading, you know. Yeah. We said, okay, well, let's discuss that. Right. We kind of mut- muttered to ourselves. Jabber, 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 jabber. jabber. <laughs> 
and then said, oh, yeah, I'd like him to join me. And he said that was fine. Mm-hmm. So then we followed him through this, like, weird maze to his... Yeah, like, this store was a lot bigger than either of us had realized. There right. was a whole, like, adjoining section. He let us out the front door and then into the next Right, which section. started to feel a little bit like, um, come to my van, little girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't described the store either. Like, this thing is just completely draped with occultic books and mm-hmm. incense sticks and holders and and then just random bobbles. random like contempo christian guard right yeah. yeah like imagery of jesus and stuff it's the syncretist collection of just every possible yeah. belief fairies witches right. buddha you know, grim reapers follow him into his little room and he right away he said okay he set his little timer mm-hmm. and he said okay what's your sign and what do you do for a living Right. <laughs> and so, I, oh, okay. My, I, my sun sign's a cancer. My moon sign is a Leo Virgo cusp. That amazes me that you know that. What right. What is a moon sign anyway? Uh, the moon, is, so your sun sign is where the sun was in the sky, like wh- which constellation it was covered by when you were born. Right, presumably. Your, your moon sign is where the moon was. Right. And supposedly women are more affected by their moon signs and oh. men are more affected by their sun signs. So I guess it's okay that I don't know where the moon was. It still would affect you, but okay. less so. And by um, the standard zodiac, all that shifted, right? That's that, yeah, right. Those okay. are all off by about they're, a sign. They're wrong. And all, all those standard zodiac signs you hear about, usually when someone just says, I'm a cancer or whatever, mm-hmm. they're talking about their sun sign. That would be a horrible sign to have. I'm sorry to one twelfth of you out there who I, are hearing I'm that. cancer. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes. I was going to say, let's save all the men out there the trouble and tell them what is your sign. That's what they wanted to know. Right, right. <laughs> okay. And now right. they're like, oh, I'm getting out. Those cancers are yeah. trouble. Beware. So I told him what my day job is that I'm a media coordinator that I work at a nonprofit and my signs and he, he immediately said okay deal out the cards well, didn't he even first very early in the reading he asked are you in a relationship right and I said yeah yeah it's I mean a new one but yeah and then he says with this guy and he points at me <laughs> right. and you say no and he's like no because I totally didn't, I didn't see that so. I see more of a brother sister energy here right and then I say right well I mean, he's he's not my brother, but yeah. And then he's like, oh, right, no, of he's course not your not. brother. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this would be only the first of many things that he would kind of take credit for. Right. So you had me deal out the cards, but then did not look at them. No. Like at all. For 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking, seriously, he just sat there talking and talking and did not at Didn't all. look down. Look at the cards. Right. And so there were these, like, they were purple cards and they had these little, like, gold Zs on them. And I was, like, very carefully paying attention to how he was laying them out so I could recreate that later. And I just kept waiting for him to start turning them over. And it was 11 cards. Mm -hmm. And he had a very, very specific way of laying them out, laid them very carefully. So what did he do for that time? So he made a number of um, predictions and or insights. He said that I will work on something to do with my non-work life, which will feel stagnant, but it isn't. (laughs) Which is nice and vague. Mm -hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure, I'm sure I will. But then he said around nine months from now, it's going to come to fruition. And this is like a little bit of like a hit for me, like as far as my my own personal predictions. Mm -hmm. I had made this nine-month plan about something in my non-work life. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, nine months. All right. You know, I'll give him a little credit here. One of my favorite things that he said soon after that was that he got autumn colors from me. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing about that is that my hair is dyed red right now and I had a bright yellow scarf on. So I was like orange and yellow. And then he's like, I get orange and yellow colors from you. Clever. I didn't know where he was picking that up from. But then he made a very, you know, he went out there on a limb with the mm-hmm. statement said, you from the East Coast? 
Right. Which would have been a great hit if it were true, except, no. I'm not. I'm from California. Right. Yeah, I mean, which is the kind of thing that made me feel like he he probably is sincere. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is not. Maybe he's picking these things up from other cues and doesn't know he's doing it, but. Maybe, um, yeah. He, but, he did stick to his guns a few times. So so anyway, he asked if I was from the East Coast. Uh, you know, you're from somewhere where the leaves change color. No, no, no. I'm, from, I'm from here. I'm from Southern California. I said, oh, okay, well, then you must you must vacation in Big Bear. Yes, right. <laughs> Which is, for people who don't know, that's an area near us where the leaves change color. Yeah. And I nope. said, no. And he's like, well, you go somewhere regularly where, you know, you're out in the woods. <laughs> leaves change color. And so I, he wasn't letting this one go. Right. And and it's a funny one to pick for me because I'm I'm really rarely around trees that change color. I always notice when that happens because mm -hmm. it's unusual to me. And which made me think like, oh, OK, I was in Boulder, Colorado two mm -hmm. weeks ago. The leaves had changed color in Boulder. He said, oh, and, well, that's it. Yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, and while you were there. <laughs> you you had a change in perception about something you kind of changed your mind about something and i'm racking my brain trying to think of like because because at first i think like oh i'm sure that's so that's got to be true about yeah, something right no can't think of a no. reason and i couldn't think of anything and then he says well you don't have to think of it right now right <laughs> well later on you'll realize why i said that right it'll, it'll all make sense to you yeah you i think he would have been happy at that point if you'd said oh i recently saw a postcard with changing leaves right right and it made me it reminded me of the movie big which i love <laughs> he just wanted you to say something so you could move along right right and at, and get that perplexed look off my face i don't know if it was the next thing he said but you should be looking out for dragonflies Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was a particularly important animal to you. And, and, and was then he it... asked if I was attracted to pictures of fairies. And then right. he started describing them in, in like intricate detail. No, you know, those pictures that have like fairies and elves and things and have like very mythical pictures. And you know me, Ross. You yeah. know how I feel about like all. these fantasy. <laughs> right. Sorts yeah. Of she doesn't watch Lord of the Rings or anything. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't have any of that artwork anywhere. Right. I really dislike it. And so. He, he was getting nothing on that. And so he starts elaborating on how they have the same kind of wing structure as dragonflies. And then says, because, you know, the dragonfly is the only winged creature in this world. <laughs> right. And, and then I say. You stopped at that. Like, what about like. What about uh, like birds? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, no. But with the kind of wing structure that are creatures that, of the fifth dimension. That have, have five dimensions. Right. Their it, wings have five dimensions. I'm like, I don't and know I thought this, this was hilarious. I have no idea. Yeah. I think that I, at this point, I probably had a look on my face that made him like moving on and you know this whole time i'm still looking at the cards like you're gonna flip them uh <laughs> <laughs> right. but he, he could just keep going on and on i have to admit he was talking to you about you but like my mind would just kind of glaze over a little bit as he'd be dealing these generalities because mm -hmm. it would just be this constant stream of you know i sense you're gonna have a realization of something that's important to you and like it was just nothing specific and my brain just kind of zoned out and oh, so really? i'd kind of catch myself after a few seconds i'll be like oh wait all right i need to be oh, figuring out just too general. Such abstract language, mm -hmm. I guess. Maybe we should mention, some people suspect that psychics and tarot readers and these kinds of people use special trickery mm. to, to make it seem like they're having insights when they're not. And one of those techniques is called cold reading, mm -hmm. which includes like Barnum statements, which are statements that mm -hmm. sound specific to you, but are actually true for almost everybody. Right. So I think what you're describing there is a potential Barnum statement. Right. Oh, I sense you have a box of photos at your home. You right. Know. Oh, everybody does. I sense right. you have a scar on your knee. Yeah, yeah. You did 
Did something happen to your knee? Don't you have a bad memory involving water? I sent somebody close to you had a pain in their chest. And, and then, he talked a lot about himself, too. He'd kind of get off on these little segues about loss of weight and right. like oh, he's yeah. talking about his own personal achievements and, you know, good for you. Right, right. I've only got half an hour here, dude. Yeah, very sweet guy, nice guy, little maybe scatterbrained, I guess. Yeah. He said that I like my job, which is very true, but that nothing big is going to change. And then he said, but you know, it'll come to a close in nine months. Mm. I was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of big. Nothing big is going to change about my job except it will end. Right. Yeah, that's kind of big. And at that point, I was just sort of like, all right, let's wrap this up. So then he finally turns over the cards, but doesn't reference them. Doesn't even look at them. Yeah, so this is 20 minutes in. He flips them over. You know, there's some illustrations. He doesn't talk about what they are or even point to them. And so you had to ask him at some point. After he had given me sort of his general impressions, he said, do you have any questions for me? And I said... (laughs) Well, what did you get from the cards? And he said, very little. Right. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, this here is your, and he pointed out one of your attributes. And this is your something. But here's my favorite thing that he said to Ross. He said, I'm getting a Mexican restaurant. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's right. I'm like, a Mexican restaurant? You go there all the time. There's something very special about this Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, uh... He's hoping it would be one of those Barnum statements. Yeah, I think I think so. And it just because wasn't Because most clicking. people do have a Mexican... I mean, you live in California. Right. You're going you're gonna to have a favorite Mexican restaurant. And there really isn't one. Yeah. And so then I start, like, grasping like, at things and saying, well, I had sort of a jokey fight with someone recently about whether Taco Bell is a good restaurant. Right. Don't think that was the special Mexican restaurant right. he was going for. <laughs> right. And even he, I think he, like, even though he wanted so badly to find something, he could not go with Taco Bell is the Mexican restaurant. So he was like, well, maybe that's He kind of left it as one of those, oh, it'll make sense to you later kind of things. And we should mention that at the very start of this reading, he opened up communication lines to the angels. He was pulling his information from the angels. I don't know why he's marketing himself as a tarot reader because he's terrible. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Ross, yeah. were you waiting to do No, actually that? I wasn't. That was spontaneous. <laughs> so that was about it for that guy. What do you call oh, no. a Greek tarot reader? Um, a Mediterranean. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that one, actually. <laughs> Still bad. Oh, man. Okay, anyway. So, so I'd already picked out a woman to do my reading. Right, of course you did. Yeah, so he shuffled because us. Because you are a straight man. I am. Well, and that was the only other option. <laughs> no, there was, and you know, to my credit, there was a very pretty looking lady who was available, and I went but with But you the, went with the woman who was less pretty. Very pretty in her own right, but she was more <laughs> matured. She had like a degree in psychology, it said. Right. I thought, this sounds very interesting. And yeah, she mm-hmm. just sounded like, you know, she would give a, a mm-hmm. good reading. And it felt very weird looking through this list of people and be like, mm, I'll take that one. Right, right. It kind of reminded me of the line of prostitutes. You're going into a little stall with them and everything. Right. Yeah, it, it, there's something a little seedy about uh-huh. that. All right, next was my reader, June. So she led us back into another little series of stalls. She gave the deck to me, had me shuffle it. Then she spread it out flat, had me choose 11 cards. So, you know, I tried to not too evenly pick them, Mm -hmm. you know, find cards that were mine. 
And so she took those and she asked me if I had any specific questions. And I was really unprepared for that. You know, I kind of hemmed and hummed. Yeah, um, yeah. And she said, well, that's fine. I'll just, you know, start reading you. She had a very specific way of laying out the cards as well. Right. So she started immediately, you know, just kind of glowing about my life. Like, oh, yeah. everything is just Boy, so good for you. You're so great. Wow. Everything is so happy. And, you know, your work, I see you earning more money this year. You know, I said, well, you know, how about my relationship? Right. And so she wanted to know if I, you know, what kind of relationship I was in, right? And she knew right away that it wasn't with me. Yeah. I don't think we had to tell her that. No. Okay. I, I mean, I noticed that, that she didn't even, like, glance at me to see, like, mm. is it with this woman? Yeah. She just knew. And she never made any statements about worrying about your energy somehow right. mm -hmm. uh, conflicting with In fact, with I was this. kind of, like, talking throughout it, you know, yeah. and she, she didn't seem to mind that. Yeah, she was very personable. I think she's the most friendly kind yeah. of outgoing person we met. Yeah, we'll actually meet two more people in this story yeah. of the four, I agree. Right. She had me reshuffle the deck and lay out a new 11 cards that I picked. And so she started turning those over to look at my relationship. And, oh, my goodness, you have just such a wonderful relationship. There's just so much happiness here. And, you know, there were all these little cards of people kind of embracing and holding each other and kissing. There was this, like, little swan boat on a lake. You know, oh, I sense travel coming up. And, I uh, wasn't quite sure what that meant, but okay, it could be this, could be that. Brightness and sunshine. She, she loved your son. Yes. Oh, and then I asked about my son, and so, yeah, more happiness there. And I said, are you sure you don't have any cards with, like, people stabbing each other? <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, because clearly right. she had a sense of humor, too. And so she was saying, oh, yeah, we do have very negative cards, but you're just not picking you're them. You're not getting them. And about your son, you said, like, oh, yeah, he's a great kid. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I probably shouldn't have given up this information uh -huh. but i said yeah you know some people think that their kids are awesome and they're wrong but ross thinks his kid is awesome and he's right oh uh, uh, well i thought it was nice <laughs> but then then of course for the next few cards she's like he really is a great kid yeah <laughs> what a great kid everyone knows he's great <laughs> so she was like, finding oh, many different it. ways to say the same thing about my right. son and my Marriage, and she just determined there were no problems. You know, you go through conflicts, but everything returns to normal, and your home life generally just has this which, nice consistency. Yeah, which made it a little more realistic, because, yeah, obviously my marriage does have its problems from time to time, but, you know, it keeps going. Sure, uh, so any relationship? Yeah, uh, for the most part, well, okay, that's all fine. And I wasn't going to argue with the lady saying, <laughs> I'm going to have this bright and cheerful future. So, right. <laughs> yeah, there was certainly no ploy of, you know, you have a curse upon you and I can <laughs> remove it. But Nothing like that. She also kept talking about your job and how you would make more money. Yeah. And, and then I said, oh, well, I did recently get a raise. And, oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like she'd given me the race. Right. <laughs> Thanks, lady. But she was very sweet. And, like, I was even able to ask her, what percentage would you say of this you're getting from just me and my personal energy? And how much are you getting from the cards? And she thought about it very briefly and then said, 60-40. Right. Mostly energy from you. Right. And, you know, she was very frank with that. And she let you take a picture. Right. I think all the other readers we had, their attitude was not the kind where we would even try that. Right. So Carrie was able to get a couple images. So, yeah, we really liked her. She did tell you to watch out for one thing, which was some people at your work who are more the backstabby type and that right. you should keep some distance from. That was the one card that had, like, a heart with these swords running through it. Right. And that was the stabby card I guess I'd been right. asking about. You also got the death card, which she assured us that that just means change. And I'd say she had me, like, 
reshuffle and choose cards at least four times. Uh-huh. And one time I did get that, you know, death card that everybody thinks of when they think of tarot, at least mm-hmm. I do. And I said, but that doesn't mean literal death, right? And she said, that's right. It could just, it's right. just change in this case. Although, you know, it would be the one card that even if it had meant literal death, it would always be true. Yeah, right. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like you will die one day. Look at one of these facts of life right here in the deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also have one here. You will have a bowel movement. Right. And oh, here's taxes. Death and taxes. So... Yeah, that was it for that reader. Before we move on to our next readers, we have a couple donors to say hello to. Charles Valick, an artist who lives in California. And for him, we have a limerick. There once was an artist, Charles Valick, whose symbols some said were phallic. It turned one lady on who whipped out her tongue, but all Charles got was a cowlick. Oh, poor Charles. Maybe next time. (laughs) That's weird. All right. So after we'd had these two readings, we wanted to do another round so that we just kind of had a little variety of experience. Yeah. Especially after my guy, who like basically wasn't a tarot reader. So we picked two. We went back to the same place because all these people just kind of work independently, but just work out of the same location. So we could still pick totally new people. So, yeah, we went back there actually just this evening to try again. No more men for you to pick. Right. There were no men, and that was fine because they weren't represented too well. I picked this one lady, Shirley, and asked her if it was okay for you to come back with me, and she said yes. Shirley. So we followed her back into her little bat cave, which was also on the side of the store, like our first guy. Yeah. She had a sort of, like, sad librarian look about her. Yeah, and she didn't seem too thrilled by the fact that I was coming on. I was like, she didn't. if you must. And she seemed like one of those people who's like, it's a job. It's this is right. what I do. Right, totally, yeah. Like, yeah. I can't wait to go home when this is done. Right. And we had talked about, you know, whether we wanted to do something different on these readings. Our first readings had been, like, very above board, just sort of like, tell us what, you know, mm-hmm. you see. And this time, I wanted to kind of test the waters a little bit more. And So what did you ask her right off the bat? So, first she asked me my sign, which is, uh, again, cancer. And then she asked me what I wanted to know. I told her a true story with an implication that is not true. Mm-hmm. So I said... Craftily worded. Thank you, Ross. Mm-hmm. I said, um, when I was nine, my mom got ovarian cancer. The doctors worked very hard trying to save her and her uterus. They weren't able to. I'm, I'm really worried that one day the same thing will happen to me. True story. True story. However, it implies that my mom is dead. She is not. She had one round of chemo and was fine. They weren't able to save her uterus. They yeah. were able to save her. <laughs> Hoping that maybe, you know, she'd start talking about your deceased mother. Right, right. If she wasn't really reading right. accurate information from the cards. Exactly. She did seem to take that implication from it that my mom was dead, but she said something great right away. She said, I can't give you health advice. Yes. And I'm not a doctor have to tell you that up front because you can sue me right yeah and i said great (laughs) well done shirley we were happy with that right i said that's a great rule and then she said but i will tell you what i can see about your health i won't be able to see anything definite Mm -hmm. and i said okay and um she started laying out the cards and she said well i i certainly don't see that happening to you that doesn't mean that it won't right (laughs) but i don't see that happening and then she immediately said but you need to take it easy on the alcohol you know i'm not saying that you drink it or anything i'm just saying beware of it right right very sensitive to it 
And then, and said, what I really need to watch is the stress. The stress comes yes. up a lot. And don't take a bunch of drugs. Do you take a bunch of drugs? Are you on any medications? Are you on any now? medications? And I said no. And she and she's like, that's good because <laughs> I see that uh, you know you could be one of these people who like pops a lot of pills to control their anxiety and things. And don't don't do that because. It will immediately go here, and she points to her, like, uterus area. Mm, which like, could be so, potentially bad. Yeah, it could be good, could be bad. Probably better for a doctor to say. Yes. She said, well, if you haven't had any health issues in the last two years, and you haven't had any, have you? Mm. And I said, no, no, you know, nothing big. And she said, oh, well, good, because, you know, if something bad were going to happen to you as a cancer, it would have happened in the last couple of years because, like, Saturn was in retrograde or something. Yeah, it was some sort of Saturn cycle that lasts for two years. There was all this astrology swirling about my head. I'm really not good with that. Like, my first reader was talking about all these people I'd interact with and their signs, and I just don't know what the signs are or what uh, they align to. Like, I knew enough to know that my sign was Leo, but I have no idea what my moon sign is. My reader was just saying that for cancer, the last couple years have been really rough on everybody health wise and if I got through that as a cancer then I should be fine from here out for a but, while yeah. yeah for a while but uh but she's not guaranteeing anything she's not guaranteeing anything <laughs> right uh, and then she was talking about her own you know history that oh I had two bad years for the same reason right because right. she's a cancer also and so is her mom but she she did kind of finish saying like basically I don't think what happened to your mom is going to happen to you I'm not saying that I won't <laughs> I said, you know, I have a family member who went missing in yes. the last year, uh, which is true. You know, I'm wondering if you can pick up anything about her. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me her name and I told her and her, her sign and I told her. And she looked at the cards and she said, oh, she's broke. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> As opposed to the person who runs away and is just. And is, yeah, is rich. Yeah. Just r- rich runaway. Swimming in cash. Something yeah. you hear about all the time. Oh, I think she's really broken. I don't think she's doing well. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. But she did say something very confirmable. Which was? That you would hear from her soon. I would, yeah, we'll see. We'll let you know if we hear from her. Yeah, absolutely. In the next couple of weeks. She also said she's somewhere mm-hmm. cold. And that she's not in L.A. here where it's relatively warm compared yes. to other climes. And actually the place where I think she is is colder than here, though not a lot colder. Okay. And right now it's as cold as it gets here. We're yeah. in the dead of winter. Right. It's freezing, folks. It's freezing. It's like in the 50s. <laughs> There's a bunch of people like in Michigan who just got I really know. angry with I, us. I <laughs> Shut up, Californians. Oh, man. The point is... If you pick most places, it's going to be colder than California. Yeah. Especially Southern California. Right. Yeah. If you said hotter, you know, what are you left with? The Sahara? Right. Then I'd be like, she's in Sedona, Arizona. Okay. I'll just (laughs) go there. Um, (laughs) Or Death Valley or (laughs) Tunisia. (laughs) Right. Anyway, uh, these were all just sort of like the, uh, you know, vague statements. I felt like would be applicable to anybody's... But we'll be waiting for the next two weeks. Yeah, you're right. That's very specific. I'll even give her like two weeks and three days. So next, you had your second reading. Yes. I had chosen Cassie. And 
uh, you thought she looked a little intimidating, didn't you? I did, yeah. When I first saw her sign, I pointed her out to you because I thought, oh, good, maybe Ross will go to her. But I was too scared, especially because I knew I was going to pull the wool over her mm-hmm. eyes a little bit with my mom question. And I thought she was too intimidating. I wouldn't feel comfortable almost lying to her. Yeah, you could tell just from the picture that she had kind of this weathered face and, you know, dark hair and sort of uh, eyes that kind of receded back. And just, mm-hmm. you know, she had that very mystical look to her. And, and the picture was clearly taken in like nearly pitch black right yeah right yeah with like harsh lighting coming from above so yeah she looked like very serious so again i didn't go for like any of the you know what she reminds me of what large marge even though she's very skinny large marge from peewee's big adventure okay i don't know who that is oh it's a scary character ross oh yeah i really didn't watch peewee right now oh you have to see peewee's big adventure i know i know i know i'm missing out oh my gosh no it's tim burton and it's awesome okay oh okay all right well now i'm interested anyways so yeah we chose her we were waiting around in the store for a while for her to come out. I guess maybe she had another reading going on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when she did find me, she's like, oh, you've been hiding from me. Oh, <laughs> did she? Yeah. And, but I think a little jokingly in the way that someone dark and brooding like that would <laughs> joke. And uh, so then I introduced her to you and, you know, said that you'd be joining us. Oh, okay. And, and she was um, uh, pretty welcoming of that idea. She, well, she said, it's well, it's up to you. Yeah, to you. exactly. Yeah. So she did make the implication that, Either you might hear something that I didn't want you to. I said, oh, it's okay. She can hear anything. She's like, oh, she's going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, you know, I never hold anything back. I think that was how I had said it. I Like, you don't have to hold anything back. So, uh, yeah, we went back to her little room. Which behind. was perfect. Yes. She oh, had right. like, our dream room, I think. Yeah, really. She had the best decorated room. And we'd asked one of the previous readers, like, hey, do you get to decorate this at all? That's right. My first reader. And she said, no, no, it changes all the time. And because she was apologizing for these, like, kind of ugly little tapestries they had right. on the wall. But, yeah, this uh, Lady Cassie had, like, this nice cat. Yeah. You like, like a the bronze cat. Uh, Egyptian pharaoh cat indeed and it was just so like the the creepy weird experience yeah. i wanted to have with a tarot reader better mood better acoustics and yeah she had the right look so yeah we were uh, uh getting just what we wanted until until carrie she pulled out not tarot cards no. but playing cards playing cards she, a deck of playing cards. and not even a full deck not 52 cards no. but i counted 24 Four. cards and uh, she starts laying these out, and uh, okay. And, and we're both like, uh oh. Yeah, and this it's maybe you're a crazy lady. And it's this little uh, grid of five by four. And you know what? I had actually read on her bio out there that she could do it with playing cards, but I I didn't get I, the sense that she actually would. Uh huh. I I had seen someone had playing cards in their photo, which must have been mm. her. She would give this history about how uh, her mom and her aunt would be using. Uh, these cards and she said you know after a certain age i all of a sudden realized it came to me and you know i understood it i understood it and so it was this like gift that some people have and some people don't she said it runs in my family not to mention some parts of my family right and then we all have bad parts yeah and then she went on about her extended family and how shitty they were for a while until i actually thought she was 15 minutes lady (laughs) <laughs> no, I actually thought briefly that she was talking about your family. Oh, really? Because she was... 
talking for so long mm. that I was like, oh, she must be talking about him now. Oh, no, she's still talking about her. Right. Okay. And clearly I had expressed interest in these, you know, in the use of these cards, you know, right. playing cards. So, yeah, she'd chosen a very specific subset of a deck of cards that were primarily the face cards. Mm-hmm. All of the faces were there. And so I think we uh, I think we've decoded her system. She lays out all these cards in like a five by four grid and then there's two extra cards. So two go down at the bottom and then there's two kind of just floating at the top. So she immediately picked me out as the jack of spades. And um, and she had asked me uh, if – she had asked me if I wanted her to just kind of go off – you know, on her own thoughts or if I had a specific question. And so I decided I'd come to it with a question, especially since, uh, the, you know, the previous time I'd had someone so glowing about my relationship, I thought I would ask about the relationship and express kind of concern about it. Uh-huh. You know, just to, you know, maybe set her off in a different direction. And so immediately she identified, uh, she wanted to know like my wife's hair color and eye color. Well, first though, yeah. you said, I'd like to know a bit about my marriage. And she looked at me right. with her eyebrows raised and I said, oh, not to me. And uh-huh. she said, I know. <laughs> right. Like I was some hussy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who is this lady? This right. She gave you the suspicious look. And uh, right. <laughs> so. Was like, uh, right, not me. So after I told her my wife's hair color and eye color, she was able to identify the particular queen that was two columns away from me and oh look there's a gentleman an older gentleman between you and her and then you're looking the other way at at Carrie oh remember she said and this card is you oh that was you oh okay and uh, and then there you were in the direction of that card and where it was looking right now of course um, on the bottom half there was another jack looking the opposite way but I guess we were only looking <laughs> right. at the top half or something right um, and then I thought for sure she was going to be like you guys are secretly having an affair or something but she quickly just left this she yeah she just, never yeah w- nope said anything to that effect uh-uh, no. um, which of course would have been completely inaccurate so I was looking forward to the inaccuracy then, right nah, no. I was starting to kind of decode the system because every time she would see a king that meant an older gentleman and Mm -hmm. a jack meant a younger gentleman and and then she would by their color kind of tell whether it was a light-haired person or a dark-haired person so and sometimes a person uh, uh, of ethnicity yeah that was my favorite (laughs) so yes she kept saying like and maybe a woman of ethnicity and it took me a long i'm sitting there every time she's saying that going Authenticity, like right. or eth- She's an ethnicity. Ethnic- that- oh, a woman of an ethnicity is about everybody. Yes, yeah, so- you know. Uh, also, she mm-hmm. said you've been married what one, two, or three years, right? right. Which is a good guess. After You're a twenty-nine she- year old guy. Yeah, she asked my age. I told her. She said you've been married what one, two, three years? Yeah. Yeah, and, and- you said, and you you laughed. Oh, and I said <laughs> eleven said, years. Eleven years. And she's like, oh. Why am I seeing a one, two, three? She didn't didn't back off from that. Right, right. And so so I said, well, 13 minus 2 is 11. Yeah, and she like, she's like, maybe. No, she likes him to actually consider that. She's like, oh, that's true. Well, we've been friends two or three years. She's like, like oh, okay. Yeah, she was happy with that. (laughs) All right. That's the one, two, three. So, yeah, as she kept reshuffling the deck, and she never had me touch the cards. She was just doing this all on her own. As she would lay them out in this grid each time, yes, she would just start kind of going into these little stories about people at work. 
a young lady with light hair and light eyes who's working with an older man with dark hair and dark eyes. And I was, just, you know, my head was spinning and all these I things. I couldn't keep all these characters straight. I know. It's like, how does she expect me to look for this later? It just became this jumble. It was like my previous reading where she kept throwing out all these astrological signs. I'm like, right. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like. I don't know. And I was trying to I was trying to actively think of people at my work. Mm -hmm. And there are very few men at my work, especially in the area that I work. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was trying to figure out who all these older men were that I would be interacting with because we had a big department meeting the other day. Twenty eight people. Seven of them were men. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. That's one quarter. Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. One quarter. Twenty five percent. Mm -hmm. I just thought I'd shoehorn my math skills in Mathematically there. <laughs> impressive. Well Thank done. <laughs> so I'd asked about my marriage. So she was looking at uh, my wife and saying, well, I see her alone a lot. Man, mm -hmm. that was a pretty good uh, call Sure, there. she's a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, and so I said, you know, that she stays at home. And she went into this long diatribe <laughs> about how, you know, that's, <laughs> that's so good. so great. I'm so happy that you do that. I mean, that's the way it should be. Right, and then <laughs> makes, uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with a person staying at home if that's what they want to do. But she made this right. blanket statement about how that's what every woman should do. Yeah, and I was like, well, I'll support her if she wants to, you know, yeah, work. She and she said, well, that's great too. But, you know, all these men coming home from the war and there's no jobs left for them other women have the taken women so many took jobs all the men's jobs and i was so tempted to say like reading tarot cards right because <laughs> <laughs> right. you know all these other women are and then as examples of quote-unquote men's jobs she picks like the things they would have men doing in picture books for toddlers she's like climbing a fire pole <laughs> right digging a ditch overseeing a construction site <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know... It's... I wanted her to say, like, driving a tractor and pulling the horn. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, I mean, women can be strong. We can be. But we shouldn't have to be. We should be home secretly running everybody's lives. She was like, I call my mom, the uh, the female male chauvinist. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, we kind of nodded and smiled along. <laughs> and then she had another vision of my wife when she redealt the cards and said, oh, and your wife has a big surprise for you. A big surprise. And I said, is this a good surprise or a bad surprise? And I said, well, I don't know, but it looks like you're I going to have a, a baby. Surprise. Well, no, she said, uh, I would say it's a good surprise. Oh, okay. Did she? Yeah, she said, I and was going to have a said, baby. Yeah, she said, do you have a kid already? Uh-huh. And, and you said, yeah. Yeah, I have And she said, one. you're going to have another. Yeah, and she said, I was going to have a girl, which I've always wanted. You know, I really wanted to have a girl for a long time. And, <laughs> so you start to get a little excited. <laughs> uh, though, you know, at this point, I no, <laughs> we're not going to have another child. But she was saying sometime within this year. And you asked her, you know, what what timeline would you say? She said sometime within the next year I'm going to find out I'm having a child. Right. And she said, by your wife or someone else. And I said, well, my old my wife. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's another one we can wait for. We can see if, uh, you know, have a daughter anytime in the yeah. next year. Yeah. So in the next two weeks I'll hear from my missing relative. Mm-hmm. And by December 21st, 2012, your wife will be prego. There we go. And then she was talking about how, you know, I see you working out a lot. You're going to be working out. And she starts doing like these little mimics. Yeah, of, yeah uh, like she's doing a bench press in front of her. Yeah, exactly. And I said, oh, well, I've been needing to go back to the gym. I usually run. 
And, uh, you know, she'd been making all these gestures of bench right. pressing. doing upper, her... And she even said, like, upper body workouts. Right. And she's still doing these movements as you're talking. And then she kind of slows and is like, ah, crap, running. Yeah. This and... doesn't look like running. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, well, if you run like this with your hands, you know, spread out in the air. And, and then, then she was saying. Well, that's kind of more like a village people <laughs> there we go. dance. Yeah. And, uh, and she was saying, oh, well, I see you uh, with a friend, you know, someone who you'll do your working out with. And I said, well, I usually go running with a friend. And she said, oh, well, he'll... He'll go to the gym with you, too? Yeah, exactly. And but... I thought, no, it's a lady that I go running with, so... Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Didn't correct that. So, you know, some hits, some misses. Yeah. I think that I think that sums up pretty much all she our She also readings. got one... Yeah, definitely. Another recurring theme was that she would look at these uh, cards of ladies, you know, the various queens that were showing up. And she kept telling me all these different women who were upset with me right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, there's this uh, blonde-haired lady with dark eyes. She lives far away, and she's very upset with you right now. So, oh, oh no. I'm and then when you couldn't think of anyone, she was like, well, maybe she's not upset with you. Maybe she's upset, and she's going to come for you, to you for guidance. I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. So she kind of <laughs> backed off of that. And then, and then she started reading for you. Well, first, also, she said that I was annoyed at you. She said that I was oh, right. agitated. At the very I, beginning, yeah. Yeah, at you, which I'm not. And and then, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then I started coming through on the reading, and she was getting my energy in the cards. Sorry mm. about that. You had paid twenty bucks, and here I come through again. <laughs> well, she'd but, already identified you as I think it was would have been a red queen. Was it the oh. was it the queen of diamonds or the queen of hearts? I can't remember. It must have been hearts. Okay, yeah. I I, <laughs> oh, anyways, I think we'd identified her code after a little while, so yeah. you were a red queen. Yeah, so, which I'm sure is because my hair is red right now, but anyway. So um, she would start giving you readings, too. Right, she got two different things for me. One was that um, there was a sandy-haired gentleman that I'm annoyed at right now, which was a hit. And she actually mm -hmm. said, um, uh, like, it, you you dated him not, not for long, but recently, and you're kind of annoyed at him. And Did she like, say that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's a solid and, hit. Uh, and, uh, and at first, for some reason, I couldn't think of who that was, and it's very obvious now. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And you even, you were like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, figured that one out. <laughs> that I remember. Um, so that was a great hit. And then, but then the other one was... You work with um, someone with light hair and light with eyes, very light blue blonde eyes. hair, mm -hmm. um, and you're kind of like doing something in partnership in your work right now, and that's going to go very well. And I said, now we're in the future, and she said, both, like it started now. Yeah. And I can't think of anyone I work with who's male and has light blonde hair. Yeah. So anyway, that that was not a what came through for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of hits, a lot of misses. Yeah. And a few predictions that we get to watch out for. Yeah, those will be the real test. So, Ross. Yeah. Before we wrap Hello. up, I think we have another shout-out to do to one of our generous donors. Oh, yes. And that would be Andreas Vessel Therhorn, a very talented animator. Ooh, he has some credits in movies you might have seen. Ooh, my, 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 my. Thank I you, Andreas. I would like to give him a <clears throat> shout-out. Thank you, Andreas. Woo! Is that a shout out? It's pretty good. I I like how you tried to control your volume there because we tried to record shout outs on our last episode and ended up blowing out all the audio. Well, so Carrie ended up blowing out the audio. Whatever. Carrie gets was... all excited and she yells like straight <laughs> into the microphone, and I'm I'm looking at the waveforms here, and boom, they're just like completely blocked out. Yeah. So. Whatever. So 
Um, you have had two tarot readings. You well, actually, you've had both a tarot reading and a tarot reading. Yes, <laughs> and um, you've had two different lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of whom was very charming and personable. And yes, one of who was kind of creepy. a little dark and had kind of a dark sense of humor. Right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've spent a total of fifty dollars on your readings. Yes. So thinking back over this whole experience. First of all, what would be your pseudoscience rating where 10 is something really pseudoscientific, like you're made of goat stone? Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, it's impossible. Where do you go off with these I things? don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> this is well, right, right here in my well, brain. Well, then what would one be? Would it one be something... is something like completely scientific, like... Oh, like, oh, like the theory of evolution or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's like so that. scientific. I know. Well, on that scale, I would give this a... Ten. It's goat sperm. The really? The tarot readings are made out of goat sperm because there's no science content whatsoever. Uh-huh. Zero. Zippo. They're communicating to angels. They are uh, consulting their astrological knowledge. I mean, there was no allusion whatsoever to anything based on rationality. Maybe there was, you know, a bit of psychology going on. And one of my readers kind of admitted to that. But no, I think the whole enterprise is just, you know, science isn't an issue. It's not brought into the conversation. Convince me to downgrade. (laughs) I do agree that science wasn't involved. But the reason that I wouldn't give it as high a pseudoscience rating is because I feel like pseudoscience also means it's countering the known science. Mm. And while astrology does that, so that definitely pumps up the rating. And there was a heavy dose of Yes, absolutely. And so I'd still give this a high rating. I wouldn't say that most of it goes against known science the way that say like uh in my opinion the way that say creationism would sure. or um something like that so i would say that okay. um that you're right as far as like does it involve science no okay is it um contradicting science heavily then i um i wouldn't say you know as much as some other things so i would probably give this a pseudoscience rating of something like 7.6 so you're saying you could be a science-minded person but also get tarot on the side? No, I don't no? think so. <laughs> okay. Because, that, because a science-minded person then is basing most of their beliefs and their leanings in science. That person probably wouldn't subscribe to this. But, you know, is it pseudoscientific, I think, is a different question. That's like going against science. All right, I see that. All right, I'll downgrade to a 9.5. <laughs> All right, high five. Yeah. <laughs> Well then, Carrie, what would you give it on a pocket drainer value where 10 is incredibly draining? Like a hole in your pocket where you put all your money and it just kind of falls out as you're walking? Like a hobo in a cartoon. (laughs) Exactly. And one is something, you know, very fiscally responsible, like using coupons. (laughs) Okay. Um, At the place that we went, Mm -hmm. I would say it's not very pocket draining at all. You can get you know, a very short reading, a 15-minute reading was just as valuable as a 30-minute one to me. Yes. Um, you can get that for 20 bucks. Not that I have 20 bucks to throw away. Thank you, donors. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's not going to break the bank. So the place where we went, I would give it like maybe a three, not oh, a really? high one at all. But... But you had the other experience. Right. Yes. I've seen Turo myself be, you know, 75 bucks, and mm. we all are very aware of the phone psychics and um, and tarot readers who are hundreds of dollars an hour. So that should be taken with a huge grain of salt. Yeah, there's so much variability in terms of the people who are offering this, their techniques, and then how they read you, not only 
as their client, but as like somebody who they can get money from. Mm -hmm. So in a controlled environment like we were in, yeah, I'm going to say like 4.5. Okay. You know, because it does cost a chunk of change. You know, our four readings came up to $100. But yeah, it's not going to break the bank unless you get somebody who tries to bilk you over a curse or something like that. Right. All right, Ross. How about a creepiness rating where 10 is very creepy? Like you walk into work one day and Mm -hmm. you're... That's fine. I walk into work all the time. (laughs) You walk into work. But... Your coworker of the gender to which you are not attracted... Yes. ...is sitting at your desk wearing nipple tassels, working at your computer. When you walk in, (laughs) he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can explain this, I can explain this! (laughs) So creepy. (laughs) Okay, that's a ten. What's a one? Oh, a one is you walk into work and your wife is sitting at your desk. Not creepy, though. Yeah, okay, sure. You know what? I'm going to give this more of a creepy rating. I'm going to say towards a seven. Because it certainly has that kind of imagery associated with it, you know, all this occultic stuff everywhere and the dark lights and the, you know, the veil that you have to pass through, the cards with their artwork and stuff. You know, I, it has that, I would say, delightful creepiness to it. Uh, so I want to... Right. Um, I think as far as imagery goes, we're looking at uh, high creepiness value. How about you? What would you yeah, say? Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I think I'd give it like a six or a seven, maybe seven. Sounds good. It reminds me of the Care Bears movie where um, the the little boy and the little girl get lost in circus land and they have this weird creepy book with a green face inside that oh tells them what to do and eventually overtakes them and possesses them. Oh it kind of reminded me of that just in tone. It's so weird that you would say that because one of my worst childhood nightmares was about the Care Bears. Like after oh, really? I'd seen an episode. Yeah, where like they were encased in these jello stars. And so I had a nightmare that me and all my friends were oh, you know, locked in these things. Oh, stars. Yeah. That's terrible. How about a danger rating where 10 is somebody stopping you in an alley and wanting you to go to the ATM and take out money okay, for yeah. them? Real dangerous, yeah. And one is something not dangerous at all, like staying in bed an extra 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Well, that might be dangerous to your work life. On a Saturday when you don't work. <laughs> oh. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so again... This is one of those that varies so much from practitioner to practitioner. Because if you're putting your trust in this person that they really are talking to spirits or have this intuition beyond your own, Mm -hmm. then they can so easily take advantage of that and tell you, like, yeah, you do have ovarian cancer, but no, you shouldn't see the doctor. You should take B12 supplements, 300 Mm -hmm. of them a day. Mm -hmm. And someone might believe that. Um so it's just a huge range. So again, I'm only basing this on my own experience, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel that there was any danger at all in mine, except perhaps the woman who told me it didn't look like I would ever have this problem. Yeah. Um, which, you know, could could convince somebody not to see the doctor, I suppose. So I would give it like a 2.6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. There's not much danger here if you go into it knowing, you know, this is just for fun. Going to see some pretty pictures and hear some very inventive, you know, predictions about my life. You know, I have to say, like, it was very tempting to uh, just get wrapped up in their descriptions and start mm-hmm. applying them to yourself. And, you know, yeah, sure. And, hey, well, you know, we're very rational people. You know, we know, I think, what was going on here. But both of us were applying them to ourselves and really wanting these things to be true. Right. And so, like you say, it can be dangerous if you fall into that too much. Mm-hmm. I think, and let them give you medical advice. But 
you know, ours were careful not to. So I'm going to give it a low rating. I'm going to say, yeah, a three. As we came out of my second reading, I turned to you and said, that was upsetting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because you were really starting to apply it to yourself. Yeah. And Even worrying though a bit. I didn't, I didn't believe it. But, but yeah, you know, you just start to be like, oh, well, that's true. That part's true. Yeah. And then you, you start, uh, you know, ascribing thoughts to the people around you based on what you've been told by this person. And it's hard uh-huh. on a subconscious level to really differentiate between what's been suggested to you and what's actually true. Right. So, yeah, that was a bit of danger to it. Um, all right. So, Ross, what was your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment was that sunny lady, I, you know, that I got the first time, June, and just how ebullient she was about my life and my prospects. And yeah, I just liked her. She was nice and friendly. Nice. I think mine was Sean trying desperately to figure out what the Mexican restaurant's relevance was <laughs> oh, yeah. to my life. <laughs> okay, yeah, addendum. I think my second favorite moment was him telling us about the fifth dimensional beings and their wings. <laughs> yeah, there are no winged beings on this plane. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for, for this episode of Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the Woo-hoo. first one of 2012. Yay. Oh, but before we finish, we yes. have... An update. One update. We on... know we gave you a whole episode of updates. I know, so we'll make this one very brief. Yeah. But we heard some news about our Mormon friends. Yeah, because we weren't sure last time we talked to you about whether or not they knew we had recorded the podcast, like we told them. But yeah. We didn't know we, if they'd, they'd heard, heard it. it. Yeah, if they'd heard it or if the whole church knew or just the four people that we had or the three people that we had our final meeting with. Right. Had word spread. And we got confirmation that, yes, many all, people at the church know about it. Yeah, that the bishop actually had a meeting and told people about it. And, yeah, that they, that most of the people that we know in the church yeah. um, are aware of it. But you've continued to go to church since then? I just went this past Sunday and had the same normal conversations with everybody. Nobody treated me differently. They even invited me to go Christmas caroling afterward. I participated in the gospel principles class. And yeah, nobody treated me differently. But I don't want to talk too much more about my interactions with them just because I don't want them to think that I'm constantly reporting back on everything they say to me. So we'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, And I know that you continue to go because you like those people and you're friends with them. I do. Have a good time. Yeah, that's great. But before we go, before we go, Ross, Mm -hmm. I would like to make a suggestion to our listeners. Oh, yeah? That they all have too much money. (laughs) And I've noticed this about every single one of them. It's a very pocket drainer uh, (laughs) observation of yours. And what they should do with all that extra money. Give it to us. All of it. Please go to onopodcast.com and click the donate button and contribute what you can. And honestly, like three or four dollars matters for us, Mm -hmm. you know. And we've got a lot of cool investigations coming up. Actually, we had two that were about ready for recording this month and... For whatever reason, we wanted to extend them just a bit mm-hmm. longer. But, yeah, having that donation money really helps for it us to be able to. makes it possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we couldn't do a lot of this stuff otherwise. Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer. Oh, love that guy. And our theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. And you can visit MrDeity.com to see Brian without pants. Heck, I love that guy, too. Pants or no pants. Remember, you can find us on the web at onopodcast.com or facebook.com. Slash 
O-N-R-A-C. And be sure to check out our pictures by liking us. We already know you like us. Uh, <laughs> it's not real till it's on Facebook. And uh, it makes us feel good. Oh, and we, you know, we talk about lots of things there. We respond to people. It's a very active community. It is. Join in. And remember, you have a need for other people to like and admire you, and yet you tend to be critical of yourself. You have considerable unused capacity that you have not turned to your advantage, and I sense that you have artistic... Ross, Ross, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. This is terrible. <laughs>